It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor. Hello, good evening. Welcome to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Bonjour, Simon Marcel, my bonjour, co-host. Bonjour, bonjour la belle Angie Taylor. Hello. Looking good tonight. Thank you so much. So are you. In fact, I saw you on TV tonight you on did. the FYI channel. That's uh, what I did. Thanks, Angie. I was watching you on a, In Bed with Simon, mm-hmm. which is a lot like this show, The Rendezvous, Love, Dating, Romance. Yes. We're on the radio. Your show, you're on a bed. On TV. And in a mall. And in a mall. In a public place. It's amazing to me the people that will sit down and chit-chat with you. It, you know, it's amazing to me too each time. And I'm so grateful for all the, the, the men and women who come together totally like in good faith and, and, and face my questions and, and, and my you know, curiosity right. about well, how they leave love and get together and fight. Or Everybody's favorite subject is themselves as you know, and yeah. also love because everybody experiences it in one way or another. And we're all looking for it. So Exactly. Um, and if we've all found it, we all find the little kinks and in, in, in wrinkles in the road as well. Um, so I want to ask you, and I'm sure you've, I don't know if you've ever covered this before. Have you ever talked on In Bed With Simon about how much money your spouse makes and money problems and things like that? We've, we may have touched it, uh, not so much. Okay, well, it's coming though. I have a, a question or a topic that I want to bring up, and we also got a listener email about it as well that I want to go off of because it says that Fidelity, the investment company, says that forty three percent of people mm-hmm. don't know one of the most basic things about their spouse, which is their finances and how much they make. Almost half of people don't know how much their spouse makes for a living. Are you sure? That's yes. unbelievable. Isn't that unbelievable? I was shocked when I read this. So it, it is a shocking fact. It, it is because if, when I got married, it was one of the first things we talked about when we decided we were going to get married is finances and things like that. And I know it's one of the biggest things people fight about. So when we come back, Simon, yeah. let's let's talk more about this. Let's. I want to get to an email as well and about it. i got questions it. for you. Yeah, yeah. When we come back on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon. Angie. Hello. Bonjour, Angie. Bonjour. Thank you for being with us tonight. Love and dating and romance. That's what we talk about on this show. Mm-hmm. And it's its unfortunate that we have to have so many discussions about money because it's not a romantic topic, is it, when you're in a relationship? No, money is usually not the most romantic topic, but you have to talk about it. It's maybe the Number one. It is the number one. Fight uh, uh, related topic that you can have once you're in a relationship. Exactly. Money and finance. So talking about money when you're dating someone is very different than talking about money when you're engaged, when you're married. And this or just was dating. Yeah. Or when you are married, this is what was shocking to me is Fidelity, the investment company, according to a survey by them, found that almost half of people don't know how much their spouses make. That is crazy to me. Uh, four in 10 married people surveyed by Fidelity could not correctly identify what salary range their spouse falls into. About 10% of them got it wrong or were off by more than 25000 mm-hmm. It's not just women or men who are in the dark. Both were wrong almost half the time. We were surprised by how many missed the mark. Um, if you don't know your household income, makes it really difficult to know how much to save, plan for the future, for sure. uh, you know, vacation for your kids if there's kids involved. I mean, there's so many little things. And when you think about finances, money can be, if you don't have it or if you're in debt, the biggest stressor. It takes over everything in your relationship. Absolutely. I got, I, let me let me ask you this, Angie. How early on did you speak with Jason back way back when about money? How well, early on? We started talking about money 
Um, when we moved in together, because obviously you're going to start sharing some. YouTube. Before you were moving together, no? Before we moved in together. So we, how- knew, we decided we were going to move in together. And right. once we made that decision, we decided to sit down and throw out all our bills, put out all of our dirty laundry. Angie? This is our debt. This is what we owe. Let's figure it out. It's now time. Did you ever, at the time, at the time, did you hide a secret account Not somewhere? once. In fact, I owed money to the IRS okay. um, that I didn't know about. Uh-huh. Um, and they, you know, the IRS does not play. If you owe them <laughs> money, they will find you. So I had like a, it was a few thousand dollars in sure. debt at mm-hmm. that time. And I shared it with my husband and he was very cool about it. We'll figure it out. We'll take care of it. We get on a payment plan. Boom. It was done. It was a very mature conversation because everybody has something that is embarrassing, that they're not proud of, that creeps up when you don't expect it. And it's all about how the person deals with it as well, how they handle it. So true. Yeah. Another question I want to ask you, what are the questions you asked him as a woman? I want to know the questions during that conversation That's that a good came one. to your mind that you wanted the answer and you were a single mom at the time. Well, let me let me, let me me go to this too. Um, we have a, a email that I want to get to. Okay. Um, and I will tell you my answers to that. So uh, what were you, what was your question again? I'm so sorry. I want to know the questions as a single mom yes. you asked Jason at the time of that meeting about it, money. It wasn't, it had nothing to do with me being a single mom, honestly. It just had to do with laying everything out. Here's what we owe in debt okay. or bills or whatever. Here's what our monthly bills are. Here's what our monthly income is. Where is our budget in here? And okay. then we just went from there. This is what we owe. This is what we have. This is what we can play with, basically. And we figured it out from there. And okay. we've always stayed within our parameters. Nobody goes outside of it and spends crazy. And if we have a, a, an, an unexpected expense that comes out of okay. the blue, we always consult the other. Like, hey, my sister needs to borrow money. Or, hey, I really want to buy this for work, a right. computer or something. Like, we'll discuss a major purchase mm-hmm. before we make it. It's just a respect thing and a keeping everything out in the open thing I like that a lot. as well. But when we come back, Simon, I have a listener email um, who emailed us out of the blue before I ever found this story. And it has to do with the same thing. And she was saying she's a newlywed. Okay. Who has the same problem? She doesn't even know what her husband makes. So I want to read you this email. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about it. And I also want to take some phone calls about it too. 855-905-8255. Are you in a relationship? I specifically want to talk to married people that have no idea what their spouse makes. How? Why? I want, I want to know why. Absolutely. Yeah, let's, let's talk about it. When we come back on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We talk about love, dating, romance. Unfortunately, finances get in the way sometimes. It does. I read a shocking thing from Fidelity Investments that said, investments that said almost half of couples have no idea how much their spouse even makes for an income, which was shocking to me. That's more than shocking. It's, it's just it's Irresponsible. surprising. Yeah. It seems. Half of the couples, really half, right. do and not know. How much your spouse makes. How do you How budget? Can that happen? How do you budget anything? So we got an email about it before I even saw that, and this all goes together. Simonandangie.com if you want to email us. Simon, this comes from Beth, listening in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, on Voodoo 104. She says, Hey, this is Beth. I'm a newlywed, giant fan of your show. Thank you, Beth. Thank you, Beth. I was wondering how I can go about asking my husband how much money he makes because I have no idea and I want to take over our finances. I'm a nurse. I've told him how much I make, but he's an insurance adjuster. 
I have no idea what they make. I've Googled it. It varies. Should I ask him straight out or just tell him I need to look over our tax returns? Any suggestions on how to go about this without turning it into a fight? Simon, what would you say? Oh, Beth, I mean, listen, there is a, for that, there's a time and a place. And the time is always after a good meal. You don't want to talk to a man on an empty stomach. He's grumpy. <laughs> and uh, you want it to be the time where he feels not exhausted from work, so not too late at night. Um, why? Because you need to know. You need to know the truth, and uh, there's no romance without finance. you got to know. You... There's no romance without finance. Why? No. Because finance takes over everything. Because it, it, it you poisons cannot everything. grow the tree of love if it's not stable. There's no relationship that can be stable if the finance are unstable. I agree with that. Well, no relationship can be. Sadly. And by the way, you're married. So you can ask him anytime. Honestly, Simon, they're a married couple. She should know by now. Just be Absolutely. like, what do you make? I need to take over these finances. We're having problems. Let's talk about it. Just sit down and just be like, hey, we're in trouble. Let's go. Even if you're not in trouble, you can say that. Yeah. Let's go to the phones next. When we come back, 855-905-8255. What do you have to say about the finances next on The Rendezvous? Welcome back. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We're talking about this statistic, Simon, that Mm -hmm. I thought was crazy. Uh, When it comes to love and romance, finances are never an easy subject. But when you're married, it should be something that we're talking about, right? And You should be talking about it freely and nicely. Thank you. And almost half of married couples, according to Fidelity, are not – they don't even know how much their spouse makes for a living – how are you even functioning in your house? Um, and how are you signing your taxes every year? Because, you know, you've got to sign taxes. You can look at the revenue. Sometimes somebody just does you taxes. You can file separately, though. You do can file separately. Somebody does it, though, and you just sign it because you don't want to deal with it. I don't like to deal with a lot of the finances, but I know... Your husband, your husband prepares the taxes? He and prepares he the taxes, but I know every step of everything, mm-hmm. and I don't sign without looking at the pages either. Um, but let's go to the phones and see how other people deal with it. 855-905-8255. On the line, listening in Tampa Bay on Mix 100.7. Here's Sasha. Hey, Sasha. Hey, Sasha. Hey there. Hey there. Bonjour. Oh, thank you. We love you, too. Thanks for listening. What do you have to say about this whole finances topic? I I mean, I find it just, like, really unbelievable. (laughs) 43% of the people don't know. I mean, I guess it just goes to show you a lot of people get married without really knowing the person very well because that can change Uh, everything when you find out, you know. Well, and how – I mean, I don't even know how you move in with somebody without knowing how much money we have on the table to spend on our phone bill, our car bill, our our rent or mortgage or whatever. Are you married, Sasha? No, I'm not. But this is, I mean, I just don't understand how just like, just the logistics of like living together and paying bills and who's paying what and what bank account it's coming out of. And it just, I mean, that's just unbelievable. Really unbelievable. Sasha, hang on with us through the next segment because Simon had some questions about being a female and asking men. And Mm -hmm. I want to know, I mean, are are you like if you are with a man or with a woman, whatever it is, when you cohabitate, if you're in a marriage, when do you talk about finances? Mm -hmm. Simon has some questions when we return on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We do talk about love and dating and romance and unfortunately, finances, Simon. Unfortunately, it's part of life, it's, right? It is part of life. The famous saying, no romance without finance. So I have a question indeed for Sasha here. Yes. That is with us on the line. Sasha, as a woman, right, uh, my take on when to talk about money is before you're going to move together, when the, suddenly you're going to split bills together at the latest. 
What is your take on this? I, I mean, I definitely agree with that. I mean, I can't, I, I can't believe anybody moving in together would not have some kind of discussion. I mean, it's just, it makes sense. I mean, whether you're going to rent an apartment or buy a house together, right. I mean, it's just kind of like that's going to determine where you live and everything else. Have you ever and, lived with somebody that you were romantically involved with, Sasha? Uh, no, not really. Okay, and so if you were going to, let's say we're dating, me and you, Sasha. Uh, Sasha, hi, let's get an apartment together. What is the first thing you say? <laughs> well, I mean, I, it, you know, it's like, as you guys were saying, I mean, it's got to be at the right time. But, I mean, I think it's something it's like, I think everybody's got to lay their cards on the table and be realistic about what they want out of the relationship and what they can bring to the relationship and who's going to work and, you know, how much yes. they're going to work and all well, of first, that. The very first basic thing, Simon, don't yes. you agree? When you decide to live with somebody is where are we going to live, first of all? Are we going to live in my place or your place? Okay, well, what is the rent or what is the mortgage? Right. Okay, so once you decide how much you guys are going to pay on a place, that's when you, I mean, you can't even decide on how much you're going to pay together unless you know how much you make together, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. But there, there is a scenario, Angie, where you don't need to talk about that. What if the guy or the woman already owns her house, mm-hmm. and, and you guys together, you're in love, right. and he or she said, move in with me. Move in with me. Move in with me, right. and doesn't ask for any money. That, that, course, help, that happens a lot. Right, and that conversation then then is, is displaced or put on the back burner because there is no need to. Okay. But it's a trap. So move in with me. Fine, great. This is amazing. It's romantic. You can stay in my house. I own this house. Let's stay here. There has to be a time... At some point where it comes up, well, who's going to pay utilities? Who's going to buy groceries? Who's going to do the cooking? Who's going to do the cleaning? What are we going to spend on vacation? Who's like, you know, there has to be those conversations because if they come up uh, after a a moment of silence, it's usually they come up in a bad way. I agree. And I would say this, you know, in America, there's a huge thing about keep your credit high, your credit score. Well, love score is linked to the credit score because really... If you're going to invest into an adventure, you want your credit to be high. If you're going to invest in love, you want your emotional and also financial to be to be credible and reliable. That is a great point. Right. And, and I saw a study. As adults. I'm, I'm going to have to find it about how people would not date somebody with a certain credit uh, or not a credit, but a, a credit score. Yeah, a credit if score. If your credit score is too low, it's a turnoff. Would you, Sasha. Because it's instability. Are you dating right now? Uh, I'm sort of off and on with somebody that I dated several years back. Do you know their credit score right now? Not really, no. Okay. Are you curious? I'm a little now, confused by it, actually, the way things are right now. See, after this conversation, you're going to be like, huh, I wonder what their credit score is. Or do you even know yours? Because I read this study that said that people do look at credit scores. If you're thinking about somebody seriously in the long term, I mean, think about it. If you have somebody with years and years of debt that you have to dig out of do you really want to go down that road or is does love conquer all i mean it's you cannot cannot build a business or build a marriage without stable credit when it comes to funny it's just impossible jill just our producer jill just sent me this over thank you jill 42 percent of people will not date someone with bad credit because why you can't get a house you can't get a credit card. You can't do certain things. I mean... Now, Angie, I would to say to that that love is more important and stronger than the credit. So if you meet somebody, you fall in love, and they're honest from day one about why they got themselves in such a low credit score, mm-hmm. if they're honest... If they're trying uh, to dig out? Yeah, I would give them a chance on a heartbeat... 
because I would never let that stop me. On a romantic tip, that sounds amazing. But, 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 Angie, but you know that if money is an issue, it takes over everything. I agree. It starts to make you resent people, and that takes the love part away, I think, after a True, while. True, but if the person is honest with me from day one, here's what happened and why I'm in this situation, I love honesty. And I'm all about second chance. Honesty if, is the honesty the, the is thing. the answer to the yes. cre- the low credit problem. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah. you right. know it, Angie. Sasha, thank you so much for your input. Go check that man or that woman's credit score, okay? <laughs> thank you so much for calling Thanks, into the Sasha. rendezvous. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Simon, Angie, do you know what your credit score is? You know it. You do? Yeah. Okay, I know mine too. Mine just went up because I paid off a credit card that I've been Mine trying to same. pay for a little while. Yeah, you know, when you buy a house, you really find out, and that's scary. <laughs> that's All true. right, let's talk more. Rendezvous. We're going to take some emails when we come back. We have a listener email on the rendezvous with Simon and Angie. This is the rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We had a very heavy conversation about finances and relationships, Simon. Yeah, but important one. Important, but I also want to focus on the fluff and the love and the dating and the ooh la la because that's the fun stuff. Always the ooh la la. Um, Heidi Klum, of course, you know supermodel Heidi mm-hmm. Klum. Uh, her boyfriend got busted cheating, and the excuse is really stupid. And I want to know. And call in if you have uh, a story about this, 855-905-8255. One of the dumbest excuse somebody ever gave you for cheating. Um, you know, you bust somebody and it's like, oh. Mine, uh, you mean? You listeners, us, listen to Heidi Klum's boyfriend. Her boyfriend, Vito Schnabel, recently photographed <laughs> in uh, making out with another woman, says, well, she's a family friend. So it was totally innocent. Um, he kissed her on the street for about 30 seconds before they jumped into a taxi and kept kissing in the taxi. Taxi, And then he left the car and went into a hotel by himself. Um, people were asking about it. He said, there's nothing more to this than I was simply saying goodnight to a family friend mm-hmm. and we went our separate ways. That's the dumbest thing. That's very dumb excuse. I have a lot of family friends that I grew up with, men I grew up with. <laughs> attractive Matt and family friends that I would never make out with on the street in a cab in a in a box with a fox no nowhere no how if I was in a relationship would I would I make out with someone did anybody give you a dumb excuse Simon oh yeah and more than once the only excuse was I was drunk that's a dumb one. Oh, la, la, la. I'm tired of this excuse I've been drunk a billion trillion gazillion times and there's no way I don't know what I'm doing. Unless well, somebody slipped me a drug, there's no way I don't know what I'm doing. Right. So I've never been drunk in my life. I don't drink, but I mean, I've had enough with that one. Uh, I, I was that's so the drunk. Worst. That, I was please, so wasted. Please. I'm so sorry. Well, then please you shouldn't give ever drink me again. a break. I agree. Let's go to the phones next. Other people calling with their excuses they've given, maybe, or yeah. they've heard when we come back on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon, we were just talking about Heidi Klum's boyfriend who gave the worst excuse for cheating. I know, right? Saying, oh, it's just a family friend that I was making out with. No big deal. Family friend. Yeah, don't make out with your family friend. Who would buy that? Uh, Well, I don't know if she's going to buy it or not, but that prompted our stories and some phone calls. So let's go to the phones. 855-905-8255. Say hello, Simon, from Louisville, Kentucky, listening on 100.5 KISS FM. This is Eric. Bonjour, Eric. Hey, how's it going? Hey, Good. Eric. Bonjour, bonjour. So you heard some of these crazy stories. Do you, well, I, I should first ask, is this a story that, an excuse you gave or someone gave you? Someone gave me an excuse once that, you know, that they didn't think they were exclusive. That was their bit. Like, oh. when this happened to me. And so 
you know, and it, and it really, like, it hurts, man. I mean, it was like, we were together for a while, and then, you know, they didn't have, they, I found out that they were with somebody else, and they're like, mm. oh, I didn't really know that we were exclusive, you know? And it's, it's just such a cheap... Did you have that talk, though, about exclusivity talk? You know, we call it the define the relationship conversation. Did you guys have that conversation that you the were DTR. exclusive? Yeah, the DTR. Did you have that? I mean, I believe we had it. I mean, sometimes I wonder if, did I have the conversation and they disagreed or so, or just listened and I assumed they agreed? But it's the know? rule of the land. It's the rule of the land. In France, the DTR is defined at the first French kiss. In America, you cannot take it for granted until you have the DTR. I mean... Mm -hmm. So I know it sounds, and to me it was crazy when I arrived here because I'm from France, but I've learned the, the rule of the land. You have to get to have the talk. Hey, I mean, I get that it's a crazy excuse, but I also get if there was no conversation that, hey, maybe we didn't know what the parameters were yet. Yeah, yeah. So that's how it works here. Lesson learned then, maybe, Eric, for next time. If you want to be serious, tell them. Right, Express exactly. yourself. Exactly. Well, good luck to you, babe. I don't know if you're in a relationship now, but if you're still looking, we wish you the best. Bonne Thank chance. you very much. I'm still looking. All right. Well, you, it's coming. We know it's coming your way. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. Good luck Thank to you. you. All right. More of the Rendezvous. Simon, we are going to play our favorite game, Date or, or dump. dump, when we come back on the Rendezvous. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We take your emails all the time at simonandangie.com. That's all our social as well, Facebook, mm -hmm. Twitter, Instagram, wherever you want to find us, Simon and Angie. Bonjour, Simon Marcel. Bonjour, Angie Taylor. So we do have an email here. This came in for Date or Dump, which is our favorite game. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes you're dating someone, they do something off. You don't know how to feel about it. Your friends maybe are not giving you the right advice. Right. You don't know if you should date or dump them. Simon and I will let you know. So let's play date or, or dump. dump. This email comes from Elise, who listens in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, on Voodoo 104. She says, hey, Simon and Angie, I have a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, this gorgeous, beautiful man that I met is the most slobbery kisser I've ever kissed in my <laughs> life. Seems like he likes a lot of spit during a kiss. I feel like it's something he saw in a porn or something, and it's just overwhelming. I don't know how to fix him or if it's even worth it. Should I date or dump him? Um, maybe it was just their first kiss because you would think that it, it had to have been because if there were more than one, then she knows the answer, but... If it's the first kiss, he's super slobbery, like spit everywhere. But Angie, I mean, Elise said it's something that she felt that it's something he saw in a porn. Right. That's how, how can I say it nicely? How slobbery is the kiss. That's a huge red flag. But, but it's the first. So can we give him a second chance? Mm. Should we give him another date? Mm. I have to be honest. Anytime I've gone on a date with a man, uh, the first kiss tells me so much, I feel like. And... I feel like it's an indicator of how a lot of the other ooh-la-la is going to be I, on that first kiss. And uh, if it's that sloppy and slobbery, she might be right. And because the, the adult movies today, there's a lot of slobbery going can, on that's not attractive. And I think guys think because they see that in a movie that that's what girls want. Right. Um, but it's a movie. It's not real life. But you said something interesting, and I don't agree with you on this one. You said that you've dated some guys... And I've dated some women. On the first kiss, it was it was it was reflecting of how the ulala was going to be a little do, bit. Do you believe that? I do. Um, I don't. I feel like you can tell so much from a kiss because to me, kissing is more intimate 
usually than anything else you do. And I love to kiss and make out. Oh, and me if, too. Yeah, and if that's not good, I'm not here to teach an adult how to do that at this point in our lives. If you're grown people, I would think that by now you kind of either we vibe together or we don't. People have different styles of making out. Um, and I'm just, cons- what is she supposed to do? Tell him that she doesn't like it because that might be offensive. What is she supposed to do? I think she's supposed to say nothing, go on a second date, give him a second chance. Either the kid's going to go back to normal, fun. Um, Maybe he was just like and extra. Yeah, because what if it's a bad Hydrated day? that day? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Whatever it was, I think it's not. It's not against her, number okay. one. It's not like something sleazy, creepy, or freaky, but it can be. So let's just. I said date. Do you do you do you join me there? Date. I mean, one I, more chance. I feel like everybody deserves a second chance, but the first kiss, Simon, is so important, and there's so much nerves we and so much that goes into it. Practice kiss. Okay, that's a practice kiss. That was a practice. Okay, so I will agree with you, Simon. Okay, thank you. Let's go for date number two. If it's the same, I would then say dump. Dump. Yeah. Okay, but for the one more date. I mean, she says he's gorgeous, he's beautiful, all these things. Hopefully, he's interesting and and they're compatible as well. well we, we, exactly. I mean, if Elise, you know, wrote this email to us, and she's uh, on the fence. Uh, I mean, there's something. Yeah, exactly. She she said he's a gorgeous, beautiful man. Uh, so try one more time. What? One more kiss. One more kiss. One more kiss. And bring some napkins or a bib. Although, what does Prince say about kiss? It it you don't have to be beautiful. You just have to. I just want your extra time and your, and your kiss. kiss. Yeah, but it has to be a good one. It, he didn't yeah. say your slobbery kiss. No, he, no, he didn't say that. I was just checking. <laughs> he didn't say that. So he didn't say I want your extra time and your super wet kiss. But try one more time. So we both say date. Yes, date. If it's gross again, then dump. dump. Okay, Elise. Good luck on date number two. Fingers you know, crossed. Elise. Those those red lobster bibs they have with the uh, big lobster on the front, the plastic one. Bring one of those and see what happens. Uh, maybe not. You might need that for your outfit. I don't know. Just maybe saying. Maybe not. <laughs> but good luck. Uh, we're gonna take some calls. Oh, people want to talk about the first kiss. When we come back, 855-905-8255. We'll go to the lines next on The Rendezvous. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We had a date or dump earlier about a woman who had a date, first date with a guy, the worst kisser, sloppy, wet, yes. drooly. She doesn't know if she <laughs> should go out with him again. We said maybe one more kiss. Maybe we, one more. We didn't say maybe. We said we one said more We said one kiss. more. But yes. then after that, if it's still terrible. Then no more breaks. Exactly. The first kiss, I, I feel like, says a lot. Let's go to the phone and find out. 855-905-8255. What are your thoughts? So let's go to the phone for Whitney listening on 98.5, the cat in Hudson Valley, New York. Hey, Whitney. Hi. Hi. Hi, bonjour. I absolutely think she should dump him. That is so gross. I mean, this guy, they're adults, right? How old is this guy? If he's gotten this far in his life and kissed that many people and is not self-aware enough to know that he's a terrible kisser, then she needs to get rid of him. I mean, right? That's where where I was coming from. I just sort of feel like... That first kiss says so much, and we're all grown-ups. Like, how many kisses have you had? Don't you know yet? I, I, I kind of agree and disagree because it could have been this practice kiss where you make a mistake, you, you don't know, it Simon, was a bad day. Simon. But listen, it's I not don't practice, judge. It's not practice playing billiards. It's practice kiss. You've kissed. I have kissed It's natural. It's a natural rhythm, no? I agree, but it, that doesn't imply there won't be a better kiss next time. 
that he can, you know, and that is related to the ooh-la-la. So that's why I said give him a second chance. Whitney, have you ever had a really bad kisser before? Yes, and it didn't get better. It doesn't get better. Worst can happen. She has a second bad date or kiss. Big deal. That's the end of it all. Right. If he becomes a good kisser, we won. Yeah. Could well, be love. Whitney, thank you so much for calling up and giving <laughs> your input. You. Thanks, Whitney. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate it. Yes, more of The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie when we come back. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Love, dating, romance, relationships. We had an email that came in, Simon, mm-hmm. uh, for date or dump at simonandangie.com, where the woman was saying, I-, I went on a date with a guy, gorgeous, beautiful man, horrible kisser, sloppy, wet. And I think he got it from adult movies. I don't know what his technique yeah. was. And you and I were talking off the air. Do things like this indicate how you are everywhere else in bed? So let's say you're a really bad kisser. Does that equate to being a bad lover? Um, I've heard if you're a bad dancer, that could equate to being a bad lover. Do you dance, Simon? No, I dance like an elephant. So that may tell you dance how like bad of a lover I am. Well, if you're like an elephant as a lover, that would not be really a bad thing. <laughs> no. In that sense, <laughs> Angie. I'm sorry. Angie, what are we talking about? Okay. We, <laughs> I went no, somewhere else. No, I mean, else. I, I, I don't think I have, you know, uh, like if you go to, here's an example. You go to simonandangie.com. There's a video mm-hmm. of Angie and our associate producer Jordan dancing. Yes. They got rhythm, right? We have rhythm. You don't see me dancing on this one. I danced Correct. a little bit on another video, but you got got rhythm. So, But you have rhythm in ping pong. You're very good at the back and forth. Yeah, I do. Uh-huh. So I can move, but it's just not the same dance maybe. And... I don't think any of this really matters at the end. I think the chemistry is more important than the moves. Yes, and that leads me to another question that we were also discussing. All right. If you are in a relationship, if you are with someone and they're not pleasing you in a certain way, okay, uh, romantically, are you supposed? It's hard for a woman to speak up because I, we, you know, we feel like the male ego is so fragile. If we say something, oh really? It's going to be why? a huge fight, or it's going to be it's embarrassing to bring up. I don't like the way you do this, or please do more of that, Simon. I want to know what, as a man, yes. how you would like a woman to approach you in the bedroom. If we have a issue in one way or another, like we don't like the way you're doing something, we want you to do more of something, tell me how you want to be approached about that when we come back, okay? Okay. I want to know your answer mm-hmm. because this is an issue for a lot of women. If we don't say it, they're not going to know. And vice versa. Let's and vice talk about versa. vice versa. Yeah, you have to be vocal, but it's hard because it's a very touchy subject. Uh, when we return, yeah, how do you speak up in the bedroom next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie? You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We talk about love and dating and romance mm-hmm. on this show. You know it. Simon, we got into this whole conversation about being vocal. Yes. Um, if you are dissatisfied when it comes to the bedroom, and that's a hard thing for a lot of people. I don't know if you've ever been in a relationship with somebody where you weren't liking the way they were doing things. I've been in relationships with people where I have felt that maybe they were selfish lovers. They didn't spend any time on me. Um, I've been with people who I just felt were like, wham, bam, I got to go back to work. And there wasn't Hmm. a connection there. How do you express to somebody, especially as a woman, because it's hard for us to speak up about this. Why is it hard? um, Because we feel like you're the man you men typically when it comes to the bedroom are the instigators or uh the dictators of what happens in the room i think women actually like that a lot of times sometimes vice versa whatever the mood is that night mm-hmm. but we sort of 
women grow up and women get in relationships knowing that men want it all the time, right? That's what we're fed. That's a line we're fed. We always we always think that you guys want it all day, every day. So if you don't want it, what's wrong with us? What's happening in our relationship? If we get in the room and it's over right away, we're like, oh, you must not be turned on. Or if you can't right. go to the end of the book, so to speak, we figure what is wrong with our story. So how do we bring well up said. to you, yeah, how do we bring up to you, listen, I need this or I need that without hurting an ego, a male ego, which is fragile, let's be honest, when it comes to the bedroom. It's not the male ego that is fragile. It's, it's I'm going to say it nicely, it's not the ego it's a perception that you may have of of us. So you're afraid of what we think of you because, well, as as men in the room? No, no, no. It's that men are not afraid of hearing. If you said, Simon, you know, I think this would be better. This would be better. Mm-hmm. No biggie. You wouldn't lose your momentum. You wouldn't lose. Well, you, I don't think you should say during. You should you should say you know mm-hmm. it's a conversation that should happens later on because while you're in the action. Everybody does their very best. So I don't think right. you should do that doing. Yeah, you'll kill or the Or just momentum. a little bit okay. here and there. But what every man is afraid of is only one thing. Which is? The size. What? Are because you serious? Can, because we can't change it. Well, if Anybody you're in a long-term can, relationship with me, you know I'm cool with the size. Right, but that's the one thing we can't change. But, everything else, we can become better lover, better I, anything. I'm talking so, about you and I are in a relationship. Right. I, I know your size. I'm happy with your size. Right. I love you. I'm with so, you. So how am I supposed to express to you that something isn't pleasing me? Well, so then you just say, like, like you would say, you know, hey, Simon, I, I think you don't spend enough time like that or you'd like that, and that's mm-hmm. fine. But the only worry is something we couldn't change. That's why I mentioned the size. It's a physical thing we can't change, oh, right? That's but usually never remember, our problem. I will tell you this, and, and I want to... Uh, assuage all this um, suspicion on the part of men. We are not worried about the size. If we're with you, we know your size. That's not the problem. If we're not getting to our place that we need to be, then the problem is not your size. The problem is a connection. It's something that's missing, and it's okay for— And I also feel like if we don't tell Mm -hmm. men how to take care of us, they're not going to know. It would be— Because every woman is different. Yes, Angie, it's exactly like if a man would say to you, that's why I mentioned the size, you know, that he doesn't like something you do, you would be totally okay to change or improve, right? Except if you felt it was something, the, you know, the way your body is. is. Oh, yes. If, the same if, thing if for men. If, if it was a man saying to me, your body is not turning me on, I would be devastated. So, But it's never that with no, women either. It's just about well, getting that feeling that we need to achieve, you know what I'm saying? And I think for every woman it's different, but a man is not going to know what gets you to the end of the story unless you tell him how to get there. The, and, and that's always welcome, by the way. I don't it is. Th- I don't think, yeah, I don't think we fear it. The thing is, I feel there is a time for that. Okay. okay the it's time- not during the act. No, no. It's after. It's after. It's before. At it's the right whatever. time, yeah, with yeah, a yeah. good sense of humor. Okay. Be careful of timing. Yes. Timing and loving, they go together. Yes. Right? Wrong timing, everything goes off. Okay. Is it true? I agree, because if you are bringing that up the, during the act, it could ruin the whole act itself. And for men and women, we're all the same. But this is why we need to communicate, yes. even outside of the bedroom, about things that go on in the bedroom. If, oh, totally. if you're unhappy, if you're happy, now, especially if you're happy. Let's say you was a man who doesn't satisfy you in bed, right? Yeah. And you don't say it. You must answer. You must answer the question of why you're not saying it. Right. And you have to understand that there's maybe some insecurity in you, or you need to be honest, or whatever it is. Simon, 
Thank you for that. No, I mean, you're welcome. I At mean, the bottom of it all, let's just be more open, more open and honest about- And not be afraid of each other. Yes, don't right? be afraid. No, because don't... beautiful things happen when you're open and honest in the bedroom. Uh, only, uh... <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know. I, I, I do. It can lead to amazing ooh-la-la. Yeah, amazing. More of The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie when we come back. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Thank you for this amazing show. Thank you for listening. Simon, Marcel. Angie Taylor. We had so much fun tonight. Uh, If you missed anything, please check out simonandangie.com. That you can find all the podcast segments of our show tonight. We talked about almost half of people not knowing how much their spouse makes. That is crazy to me. I couldn't believe it when you said only 47%. Yes, and you had a great Simon Says that went along with the money. Yeah, thanks, Angie. I said in relationships, you credit score can impact your love score. It can. It can. Meaning, if you have a very low low credit score, money shows problems. instability, money problems, well then, you know, you're going to wonder who's going to want to date you. Because money isn't everything, but if there's a money problem, it becomes everything. And, and it's like a cancer. And also, your partner money problems becomes your Yours. problem. Exactly. So, you know. Yeah, that's true. Keep and in that, mind. That is so right. Stupid excuses for cheating. I mean, Heidi Klum's boyfriend saying, oh, it was just a family friend. That I was making out with. Yeah, that's really normal. And then bad kissers, we talked about on Dater Dump as well. So make sure you hit up the website, simonandangie.com. You can also see uh, earlier tonight was In Bed with Simon on the FYI channel. If you missed any of his show, it's on our website. Yes, exactly. Don't miss my little segment every Tuesday night, In Bed with Simon. And then you can watch it at simonandangie.com if you missed it on FYI. It's a lot of fun. I've changed outfits. I've changed positions. I'm changing everything. You're changing outfits and positions. (laughs) You're a dream come true. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Simon and Angie is also our social media as well. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Simon and Angie. Make sure you hit us up. Thank you so much for being with us on The Rendezvous tonight. We will talk to you tomorrow. Bonne nuit, Angie. Bonne nuit, Simon. The Rendezvous Show with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor.